is the biggest threat this country has faced for decades. We're seeing the devastating impact of this invisible killer. There will come a moment when no health service in the world could possibly cope because there won't be enough ventilators, enough intensive care beds, enough doctors and nurses. That is the moment of real danger. The new variant is out of control and we need to bring it under control and this news about the new variant has been a uh, an incredibly difficult end to, frankly, an awful year. And it's important for everybody to act, essentially act like they might have the virus. And that's the way that we can control it together. The way ahead is hard. And it is still true that many lives will, sadly, be lost. Our advisory group on new and emerging respiratory virus threats, NERVTAG, has spent the last few days analyzing this new variant. It may be up to 70% more transmissible than the old variant, the original version of the disease. You, you might be infectious, and that's the way that we have to behave at this moment. Assume you might be infectious. Assume you might be infectious. And that's the way that we have to behave at this moment. Today, the United Kingdom's chief medical officers have advised that the country should move to alert level five, meaning that uh, if action is not taken, NHS capacity may be overwhelmed within 21 days. And it's going to spread further. And I, I must level with you, level with the, the British public, um, more families, uh, many more families, are going to lose loved ones before their time. Your colleague on stage, John Edmonds, has just sent me a statement saying that as far as he's concerned, this is the worst moment of the epidemic because of the extraordinary inf infectivity of this new strain. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, this is a horrible moment, for sure. I to say, as I'm really sorry to hear about your two relatives who died from this virus. I mean, it is a very dangerous virus uh, for many people. We're looking to move to a different regime, so as we come to the fourth step, we will change the basic tools that we have used to control human behaviour.
one, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually playing with. Yeah, in a coup they might come and fucking intimidate me and whatnot. But fuck, they do not understand what the fuck just one person like myself is capable of. They do not fucking understand. No fucking vaccine or MRA will ever flow through my fucking blood blood. Never! I will fucking die fucking fighting for my forefathers and my fucking lineage. Fuck these motherfuckers. Arafat sounding a little quiet there for some reason. I have uh, lit that text already, Blick. Messed around with some stuff the other day and uh, may have uh, been some levels there. But um, welcome, welcome everyone. A new sh- new day, new stream. And what are we going to be talking about today? Well, um, as I was, well, I spoke a little bit with Shogun Rikasu, of course. Uh, about Ukraine, but I want to take a look at the fallout from uh, the NATO meeting. And then we will do a little roundup. And then uh, I saw this morning a paper about uh, vaccines and induced uh, career, career meaning uh, abnormal involuntary movement. Um, We've seen the videos of people who have succumb to this particular effect and they are often uh, pushed into uh, functional neurological disorders and all that means is that they struggle to find a causal reason when doing MRIs and blood uh, blood analysis and so I figured I'd try and jam that in Uh, it's going to be a full pack stream long one I think because I want to take a bite out of the review paper alpha synuclein um 
and its overexpression due to immune dysregulation. And uh, what else has the doc been up to? Not much. It's just so, it's so minging bloody hot. I hate the summer here. Just sit here working on my ALS under my air conditioner and <laughs> pray for winter to come quickly. It, uh, it really sucks balls. Uh, let's see. Attention says, Doc, all you need to know about NATO summit. Um, uh, well, if it's a meme, I'll... <laughs> I can't help myself. I've got to have a look. I'll just see if uh, it's worth... I've got a uh, meme ready to fire down range just at the beginning of the stream. But... Um... <laughs> We can put that one in and that one. All right, so um, sorry I didn't stream yesterday. I know yesterday is uh, tax evading Blix Day. He needs feeding. Um, so please, please, please send donos to him so he can keep gorging himself on Mackie D's and Fordies and uh, working in the background, making sure that we've got uh, all, the, uh, all the pieces that you need to go to war in this next gen. <laughs> Gigawank, whatever it is, <laughs> fuck up. Clusterfuck uh, is quite apropos at the moment. So uh, please um, send uh, donos and um, let's uh, let's move on. Oh yes, of course. I wanted to say why I didn't stream yesterday. We we for the first time devoted a lot of time to uh, approaching our magnum opus. The Watchmakers, uh, we will be writing a book, uh, Commander Rixie, myself, and of course, Joanna Dinat, Dinat, say it, I never remember. Um, so, uh, yes, that, that was the reason that I didn't stream yesterday, and so the, uh, I'm lagging behind. I also apologise for the double chats appearing in the text i don't know what that is i don't know what's changed um so you're gonna have to um you're gonna have to bear with me uh let's see immuno gangster saying loving how much wtyl is stable yeah look it, it has far better image far better sound than rumble um the chat is enabled on there at the moment i just tested it and the um, please, uh, please use it, uh, if, otherwise it goes away, right? If you, if you need to find utility in these, um, uh, projects that we build out, and again, this comes down to, you know, how, do, do you trust them now, quote unquote them, as, uh, we've seen how they've behaved over the last three years? Do you think that that's going to go away? Uh, and if you do, I would say that you're uh, rather naive. Get to the back of the class. You've not been paying attention. And um, as good as Rumble has been, look, I want to... Um, Rumble has picked up a lot of slack. Um, a lot of people are going there to um, to use it and watch it. And the 
uh, the numbers are slowly building with respect to uh, the audience, uh, subscribers there, etc. So, um, you know, it's it's good, but but, and I don't want to curse myself, but we we know that it's held by Peter Thiel, um, him of Ambrosia. Ambrosia, wow, what a what a <laughs> What a concept that the the ruling class do not want you or there they want you to die but they don't want to they want their heaven on earth and however many years that they can extract out um they they'll they have unlimited resources to do it and the sad fact is that it would appear would appear that um, blood transfusions from the young into old, now these are rodent studies, um, has a significant rejuvenating effect. Now, does that mean you've got to go and get your kids onto a, <laughs> an IV and have them squirt out a pint of blood? Um, no, I, I don't think so. Um, the... Wow, glad glad of you know gangsters enjoying the facilities over at WTYL. Look at that. Even even finding the chat. Nice. Um Yes, just rejuvenation. So, you know, the people the people that the us untermensch who are trampled trampled constantly by the predator class are um subject to being predated and of course um if you can convince the young that uh, they should hand over blood and there's plenty of young people who are desperate and a pint of healthy healthy blood i don't know what that what that gets you i imagine a fair few hundred bucks it'd be more than uh cooming for the local fertility clinic um <laughs> It's a sort of vid of a dad that takes his son's blood regularly. Yeah. Look, man, are, are you so afraid of death? That is that really, is that really an issue? I guess, I guess it is. Always a big unknown. Crossing that final Rubicon, of course. But uh, I'm, how should we say, less than... Um, I don't want to die. <laughs> Anyone's watching this and uh, the doc disappears, Commander Rikasu and uh, myself get into a strange car accident. Um, it was not... Uh, it was them. It was them, uh, not not me. But, uh, yes, rejuvenation, etc. Genetic engineering, which, of course, uh, encompasses a lot of what we talk about, which is, of course... Biological warfare, biological warfare leads into uh, augmentation, transhumanism, etc., etc. So uh, we're going to be taking a look at that. So enough of me waffling on. Uh, you've had. Uh, let's get into. <laughs> it says just been some great memes this week. So uh, let's do this. Hope the soundboard is clean and do bang. Uh, I'm loving this one. Now they understand. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck these gaffers! 
brilliant one from Good Doggy. And uh, I want to say this one's been you. You've been nudged, uh, happiness officer, in there on <laughs> left behind. <laughs> that that about sums up the uh, the Vilnius meeting uh, for me. And you know, as I as we discussed the other stream, I don't think that uh... right. <laughs> The Jew was quite getting his way <laughs> as much as he wanted, and you know there there are certain Rubicons to cross, and you know the Ruskis may have a hard time and lose, but they could certainly poke the establishment in the eye, and uh, so long as they're sending your sunskins and their blood. To uh, soak foreign fields, they they aren't overly concerned. But once the uh, once the officer class uh, starts taking a walloping and uh, they're not safe in their country hideouts, uh, you will see uh, changes afoot. So, <laughs> ow, ow. do you be nudged for that one? I love his uh, Biden uh, cluster bombs; they're great. And if you've wandered in here wondering who I am, that's me, Dr. Kevin McCann. Oh, I'm not on the screen, am I? No, let's just uh, fix that, and then I'll have to rejig the chat. Um, whenever, whenever Shogun Rikasu is on, as always, uh, I have to move the furniture around. But uh, yes, that's me, real scientist with real, real metrics and shit. And so I, I talk about science, um, science that they've made verboten over the last three years as they the authoritarians stamped uh stamped the rainbow colored jackboot onto your throat and uh they didn't they didn't just uh use some pressure on there they really ground it in so you felt <laughs> you felt the mechanisms of bureaucracy uh crushing crushing your windpipe and uh, <laughs> In order, as a as a renegade scientist now, one that was ensconced in the system prior to SARS-CoV-2, I am now a renegade, uh, no longer invited to the meetings. Um, I have to shake my tin cup and uh, please, please, please. Uh, we not only got to feed the blicks, uh, feed Doc McCann as well. You become a Patreon. I don't mind that. Uh, gives a standard uh, that I know. Well, I spend way more than I get on Patreon. But um, hit that WTYL.live tip jar. That takes you to where you need to go. And, of course, a reminder to everyone that uh, not only not only usury cards, but behind my head there, um, it's now enabled that you can directly send uh, from your PayPal account. So, uh, jingle, 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 motherfuckers. Uh, please, please, please uh, keep the doc in the race, uh, in the race, yeah, in the fight, race, whatever. Um, all right, so let us, oh, yes, one more, one, one last housekeeping thing. Of course, you can join the Discord. If you would like an email when I go live, you can register to be notified. And, uh, yeah, I still haven't fixed the streaming on that page. Um, I, don't, I don't think I should have to, I pay those blicks to take care of it so he's still not done it so i've got to uh got to uh crack the whip it's a white man's burden crack the whip over those lazy good for nothing blicks all right let's get into uh ukraine and <laughs> the week uh the week got off to a flyer i'm presuming this is 
relatively recent. Um, this was uh, Paul Tishbite, our uh, metaphysical and Christian philosopher and expert. Um, it's a few days old now, three days, but it about sums up where we are in the shit show that uh, is Ukraine. A few things. So I will say, uh, with respect to your first question, we believe. Oh, I bet that just blasted everyone's uh, eardrums, right? Because of is Commander Rikasu's microphone being somewhat sketchy. Let me turn this down. Not about that. May Allah awaken the people and help them to see the evil doing. Press that. All right, let me let me try doing this again and see if I don't saturate your eardrums this time. A few things. So I will say, uh, with respect to your first question, we believe the war has been a strategic failure for Ukraine. Uh, the secretary spoke. Oh, <laughs> a strategic failure for Ukraine. What? Uh, what? A wonderful, refreshing honesty. Uh, Blowing through the corridors of power. <laughs> the war has been a strategic failure for Ukraine. Uh, thank you, uh, faceless uh, bureaucrat. Spoke to this in a speech he gave in Helsinki uh, last month, I believe it was. Uh, what's that? I'm sorry, a excuse me, a strategic failure for, for Ukraine. Um, thank you for the section. Um, uh, which is... Oh, I... I Two in a row, man. Um, look, that's not a, <laughs> a simple. That's not a simple Freudian slip. That's someone who's in the backroom meetings, knowing that it is uh, a <laughs> you'd say fictive reality. Always, always crashes into actual reality, and you know you got a public speaking requires. You know, it's not not like having a conversation and. Um, you know, you know things bubble up, but I think we should we should just rewind it to the beginning. Watch it in all its beauty. A few things. So I will say, uh, with respect to your first question, we believe the war has been a strategic failure for Ukraine. Uh, the secretary spoke to this in a speech he gave in Helsinki. Uh, last month, I believe it was. Uh, what's that? I'm sorry. A excuse me. A strategic failure for for Ukraine. Uh, thank you for the correction. Um, uh, which is oh, I, I, I need more than one correction. A strategic. This is the first time at the podium for for a week. I'm a little. I'm apparently a little rusty. A few things. So I will say. Uh, I don't know who that person is. Peter Principal. Is that is is that really his name? Look, maybe he does have some principles. Maybe he does want to uh, tell the public the truth. <laughs> that they've gorged themselves in a bloodbath for the last 18 months and uh, all to line their own pockets. And the truth, the truth coming through. The, uh, the hand of Allah. May Allah awaken the people and help them to see the evil doings of Israel and the United States. The hand of Allah guiding, guiding and befuddling the tongues of the K26Rs, folks. We know the Pharisees are out there. Or not, uh, 
without hold back we will name uh name. we will name them i should say all right so uh obviously this this <laughs> <laughs> this picture this picture has been uh doing the rounds and uh zelensky in his cosplay uh garb there and <laughs> It ain't looking too good for him. Now, you know, maybe it's just one fraction of a second, but um, sometimes sometimes a photo can tell you a lot, and that's not a happy individual right there. And all the backs turned to him. Hmm, what can I say? And so, <laughs> just, uh, I don't know, it was a tense, just... Um, <laughs> Put this meme in. <laughs> you must be this tall to join NATO. <laughs> it looks like a photo bomb. Yeah, I mean, it might not even be real, for all we know. <laughs> Who can tell in these uh, in this type of environment? I'm I'm just very very skeptical. I'm, they can do they can do pretty much what they want, even even video now. So. The middle one, the middle one's got to be a Photoshop. I can't, I can't believe that's his, is that really his face that he was pulling at that meeting? <laughs> Concern Bear is going to get you. Wow. Well, so, um, Vilness, uh, we're going to stick on that topic as we um, try to stay abreast of the, how should we say, the... The higher tier developments, of course, and keeping an eye on what's happening on the front lines. Um, if there, if this was their grand offensive, um, I don't see them making the huge gains that you would want to be seeing. And I, I, what I see are human, human meat waves, and the. The issue is, is that um, they realise this, and uh, this from clandestine war, clandestine. Um, Zelensky sounding like a defeated uh, football coach as the game has not gone his way. Um, they were one all at half time, but uh, the opposition. They just slotted three more in the last 15 minutes. There was a collapse at the back, and Zelensky has got to do the press conferences. Here's, here he is discussing with Sponge Brain uh, Biden. And he gave us huge support. I want to thank to all Americans. Very quiet. Um, he's saying, You gave us huge support. I'm not messing around with the sound. I'll just say, You've given us huge support. I understand uh, it is all your money. The Jew! <laughs> Always. <laughs> Always comes through, folks. You, you have to know that you spend this money for, for not, not just the party. You spend this money for our lives. And uh, I think that we... 
Now, you know, again, some disambiguation there needed. Um, collective, our lives. He doesn't mean the lives of his countrymen. He means himself and his little network that have become ensconced in luxury because of the hose of taxpayer money that's been sprayed onto that particular conflagration, uh, bonfire, <laughs> shit show, clusterfuck, however you want to call it. But the, as, as the sound is so quiet, there's no need uh, for me to play the whole clip, but um, it, it's, yes, it was a very deflated looking uh, Zelensky, but, but uh, it got worse. It got worse. So this from The Guardian, um, Ben Wallace. Uh, we're not Amazon. UK Defence Secretary suggests Ukraine could say thank you more. Hey. Obviously, they've uh, they forgot what it's like to deal with... Uh, the Jew. Uh, they are never thankful. <laughs> never. Never, 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 ever. <laughs> He's a CIA stooge. Yeah, of course. I mean, look, who goes round in tactical gear as a head of state? Right, him trying to pull off the the <laughs> pan Arab Chad look doesn't doesn't look right. But it's all part of the psychological programming that they've thrown at you. The uh, the torrent of, uh, well, it's, a, it's a just propaganda, I guess. If, you, you could, if, if, you're not, if you're not believing it, you lump of malcontents, you're nothing but leg spills. Get back in your, get back in your kill box. Your betters, your betters are getting uh, angsty and uh, nervous at you, popping your heads out and having a look at what's really going on. Now, look, I am, uh, how should we say, I watched a stream yesterday, someone popped it in the Discord, and the, um, the tenor of it was that, you know, we see a, well, we all have a particular worldview, and the Maidan revolution, etc., was, and the way that it's put, pushed in the, the alternative view media, I guess, uh, people like myself who are critical of the Zog war machine, etc. You know, he, he made a point that, uh, you know, that Ukraine as a country has suffered under uh, Soviet rule, the Holodomor, etc. And um, they've uh, they they want nothing more than to move closer to europe and of course uh, that's strategically a bad move for russia and so russia is never going to let them out from under their uh, chokehold basically now myself personally i'm of the opinion that that is russia's uh, doorstep and they they have every right to be concerned about what seems has been a consistent pattern of NATO expansion. But um, despite a uh, humble Zelensky at NATO and a clip where he was speaking in Ukrainian, I won't play it, but um, he, he uh, riffs on, but lays it on thick with uh, 
uh, with thank yous for all the countries that have <laughs> stoked this little fire so they can line their pockets because they're the you say the major shareholders of these defense companies now as a, as a consequence of this and as the meeting is over um This is from a day ago. Ukraine's top security official dismisses Ben Wallace's criticisms of Kiev. As we used to say, Kiev. Uh, Alexei Danilov says UK Defence Secretary misspoke when calling for more gratitude as he was emotional. Hmm. A diplomatic way of um, putting it trains top uh, yeah we've done that bit uh suggesting wallace misspoke due to a survey of emotion i wouldn't pay too much attention to what he said aleski danilov secretary of ukraine's security council told the guardian in on thursday everyone could say something when they are emotional and then regret it i know for sure this isn't his actual position wallace criticized ukraine on wednesday for treating western allies like amazon providing lists of weapons it required and are not being thankful enough for Western military aid. Whether we like it or not, people want to see a bit of gratitude, said Wallace. You know what people do want to see? Fucking adults getting a hold of this situation and sitting down and discussing the terms and conditions of the new, um, <laughs> the new reality in Southern Europe. And... By any metric, that's going to be a um, demilitarized Ukraine for Russia at the moment. Now, I don't think I need to dig into the nuts and bolts, but it's funny watching the uh, the the back and forth, the swings and throws of these people as again as they're um, looking looking to. I guess we can say that to, we have enough foreign volunteers um, that they 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 get their they get theirs through war, famine, disease, you name it. They are the literal manifestation of the four horsemen. So um, let's see. Aklm says that Ruskis are slowly, inexorably drying it grinding down ukraine military into pudding uk soldiers surrendering in droves now um yes that seems to be the case i tried to watch both sides um telegram channels i guess and the the number of videos with casualties with surrenders etc far far exceeds anything that's being posted pro ukrainian channels and you know i'm i'm not totting it up in a excel sheet or anything it's just my um take on what on what i see some feel free to argue with me that uh, the war is going differently ukraine is on the front foot they are giving they are poking the ruskies in the eye not the other way around um i'm i'm not seeing it personally and with the uh, brush off by nato the well i hope i hope 
that there will be terms, terms and conditions negotiated. It would be stupid right now to send and destroy more families, more fathers lost, more brothers lost, more uncles uh, lost as they get pulverized and um, <laughs> disintegrated into uh, minuscule parts so that the fields of Ukraine can maintain that rich upper soil layer. Um, so this, do I want to play this? This this was the sort of conclusion of the meeting. But, you know, in, in summary, it was that they're, they're going to facilitate a pathway for Ukraine to join. I don't think uh, Russia is going to let that be the case. And they've talked about equipping uh, Ukraine's military such that they are fully NATO interoperable. And again, I think that would be a bridge way, way too far for the Russians at the moment. So, um, you know, I don't, I don't think it's been a good week for Ukraine. Now, um, I had a video that I was going to play. Just it, it, I found it interesting. Um, but there's also we can watch uh, war porn <laughs> with uh, Ukrainians lighting up civilians or we can watch this. I think we'll watch this um, watching watching war crimes being um, uh, being committed you know it's a it's something that takes a little a little chip a little flake of your soul each time that you you do watch it is it is a sad, sad state of affairs, as this individual um, will attest to. Now, this is one of the foreign volunteers for Ukraine. What is it like right now on the front line, the zero point? <sighs> zero on zero line. Um, it's it's horror. It's horror. There is just it's, it's a genocide. It's slaughter. There is just people dead everywhere. Russians dead, Ukrainian people dead, Ukrainian soldiers dead, just left there, just left there, and I don't know why. Rhys Byrne says he was almost killed a few weeks ago as his multinational unit prepared to attack the line. It keeps disconnecting all the bells, bro. We were told there's a Russian trench line, and our job is uh, to go into the trenches and clear them out, hold them until uh, auxiliary units come, and then we go home. They were taken to a staging area, but they had no air cover, and a pair of Ukrainian tanks withdrew. In the distance, another tank approached, the unit assuming it was friendly. Are you doing all right, though? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. But it wasn't. Soldiers took cover in the woods, hoping that assistance would arrive. Any station, any station, this is bottle. Can anybody hear me? Can anybody read me? Go! Go, 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 go! As the light fell, a Ukrainian truck pulled up and the survivors scrambled in the back. But Burns said they were spotted. A Russian tank giving chase. Let's go! Now we have the tank literally coming out, starting to chase us. 
and that's terrifying. When you see a big T72 coming for you and you're in a Humvee pickup, yeah, you're, it's like a hot knife through butter. You're, you're, you're finished. So again, all of us are screaming, drive the Humvee, drive the Humvee. I was going mental. I've never done like those big mountains like you have, but I want it, bro. This sanctuary is run by a muscular pastor, a New Zealander called Owen Panoma. What's the point of of this place, this this house? Be a, be, be so, so, some sort of support, you know, to sit there. Where are you from? You got kids, you know, basically to take their mind off war. No one is pressured to communicate, but the trauma will often make itself known. They sleep talk. They scream. Night time, you come out, go to the toilet, think, oh, it's all right, and the guys wake up, you know, they don't realise that what they're doing. They may not be aware of what they're actually doing because it's quiet here. Out there, it's not. The train will take them home. The past few weeks on the Eastern Front have been the final straw. It's the only ticket I have, Pat. It's a ticket you have. These men have spent months on the edge. This will become a memory for me, yeah? That's all it'll be, just a memory that I'll try push, 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 and push behind that I hopefully forget. I genuinely hope I forget it, but I know it'll haunt me, it'll come back. Um, very, very bleak. Um, what I would... Uh, I did a very good uh, tweet. Uh, Shogun, Shogun Armchair Warlord did a good uh, tweet in the week where... He was talking about what what it takes for implosion to happen with respect to um, the armed forces, and um, he he made an analogy with Wehrmacht and the Second World War, and um, and people are claiming that Ukraine will just continue to throw hundreds of thousands of bodies at this front line and um that's he lays out very well that um that that doesn't happen um, particularly in um, modern warfare um why do they go um well of course they're subject to the predations of these um psychological nudge units and um you know it when you're young and stupid and, I don't know, you've spent your life uh, playing Call of Duty, maybe it seems uh, an attractive opportunity. Uh, look, I, I've tried to sign up multiple times um, just because of circumstances where they wouldn't accept me because of visas or because of my travel history and work history and um i you know when you're young you're just you're fucking stupid and although you may have some inkling that yeah we're all being gamed and we're all being bent over and dry shafted by these uh predators um it still seems uh, an exciting uh, prospect Right, and probably with the you know the the monotonous soul crushing jobs or existence that 
many people find themselves in nowadays the fact that uh, it's so hard to get a family the fact that and yeah in the west you you're uh, looking at lifetime of crippling debt uh, if, particularly if you're one of the lower classes that, yeah maybe maybe that seems like easy money maybe you believe that uh, nato and ukraine have uh, got every angle covered on the battlefield and you're um yeah, it is just going to be Call of Duty for you. Again, that um, his we don't know his motivations. Maybe, maybe he's got Ukrainian family. I don't know. I don't know. But what I would say is good for them for leaving. It's um, it's one less uh, carcass to try and identify in what is a hellscape at the moment. Um, see, they were supposed to use anti-tank weapon, but they ran away instead. Maybe they didn't have it. Maybe they used it and um, it didn't hit. Who knows? Who knows? But the simple fact is that um, without air support and I don't know, I'm not a military person, but I have to presume that if you go on the offensive, right, that you've got elements that are taking on the defensive position such that you can you can break through. And that very obviously isn't happening. The disconnect uh, in reality between what's actually happening on the ground and the politician types the corporate types who um, who just see this as a business opportunity they don't care about the limbs blown off the lives lost the minds shattered um so it's the cost to do business and uh if you're a randian objectivist and, uh, it's it's ethically sound so long as you get yours right yeah, of course I'm, I'm warping that a lot of people always give me stick when i um, take that <laughs> line of criticism for objectivism but um uh, it's too it's too too lower hanging fruit uh western mercs paid two thousand dollars per day to fight ruskies well yeah there's there's your uh <laughs> there's your reason man Two thousand dollars. The docs earned five dollars today. <laughs> not that, not that I don't want to be grateful. But thank you, uh, Christian. <laughs> I presume that's a, a fake uh, email, but uh, Christian Anderson of proximal origin fame. <laughs> thank you. Uh, Mordan Bean says uh, you win every time if you play both sides yes yes four days might cover your funeral how much a funeral is eight grand fuck yeah just uh, tie some weights around me throw me uh, throw me in some deep water when I'm done no need for the uh no need for getting rinsed again as, uh, as I'm not even around. All right, so let's uh, change topics from the... Oh, no, 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 no. This is still Ukraine now. Of course, I media is too big. But this uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene... 
Amendment number 110 prohibits the provision of F-16 fighter jets to Ukraine. My amendment would... Um, that's uh, Dr. Wenstrup next to her, who was leading the uh, COVID inquiry. And, you know, the the Republicans are saying the right things. Now, again, you know, could just be because they're in opposition and were they in power, uh, they, they want those say, stock options that become available. But, you know, there are, there are adult voices speaking out for what is a massive crime against humanity right now. Uh, not only COVID, but Ukraine. Prohibit the U.S. from sending F-16 fighter jets to Ukraine. Providing F-16 fighter jets to Ukraine will not only deplete our own fighter fleet, but it will escalate the proxy war with Russia, which is a nuclear power, rather than implementing diplomatic solutions. Again, we should not be funding war. We should be pushing for peace. Amendment number 113 prohibits the provision of long-range missiles to Ukraine. My amendment prohibits the U.S. from sending long-range missiles to Ukraine. Providing long-range missiles to Ukraine will further implicate the U.S. in a war with Russia. Yes. U.S. weapons being fired into Russian territory is an unprecedented disaster yes. that will insert the United States into World War III and be catastrophic for our country. And we all need to remind ourselves that China now has a military base on Cuba which is 90 miles from Florida. Do we want China to have long-range missile, long missiles on Cuba that they can fire into the United States? I know the American people do not want that. Fair points. Um, but, uh, you know, Americans have got a lot of places, a lot of bases in a lot of places, I should say. Uh, where's all the French mercenaries that ran away shouting? Um, I don't know. I, I remember them saying that there were supposedly French at the uh, Asphastyle steelworks. I, I've seen and heard accents from all over watching the gore that gets shoved up on Telegram. Um, again, uh... <laughs> There's a, there's a karmic cost to watching that. So I, I, I warned the coons, uh, be careful. Uh, so, yes, uh, I, like, I like the cut of her jib, as they say. All right, so moving on, uh, trying to get into more science-based. Uh, no, still, sti still geopolitics. Um, this from Epoch Times. Now, I mentioned the trip about Janet Yellen, um, I think. I do think that there's been some, or well, they're trying to cut a deal around lab origins. And again, we've had the evidence come out this week, just how much they gaslit you, how much they were lying, how much they were colluding, how much there was deliberate malfeasance uh, around what was essentially the product of biowarfare research and medical countermeasures. And now... Uh, the Jew. Janet Yellen um, is uh, doing the uh, Hasbro thing, which is uh, keep keep negotiating, keep negotiating. But uh, apparently, apparently there's something weird going on with those Ching Chongs. They're not being uh, they're not being uh, forthright with old uh, Janet. Apparently, 
four-day visit to Beijing. She sparked Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen just wrapped up a four-day visit to Beijing. She sparked controversy for repeatedly bowing to Chinese Vice Premier He Lifeng. And when she left, Yellen declared that the meetings were productive, although it did not result in any breakthroughs on policy. We believe that the world is big enough for both of our countries to thrive. Both nations have an obligation to responsibly manage this relationship, to find a way to live together and share in global prosperity. Now, it's likely that on this front, she does believe progress was made. But progress or not, any deal with the Chinese Communist Party will always be Faustian in nature. Everything comes at a much greater cost than what's first apparent with friendly handshakes and smiling faces. Behind that... Yeah, that works both ways, sunshine. <laughs> Just, uh, let's not forget that, folks. That works both ways, uh, particularly particularly when you're dealing with K26Rs. Um, I have personal personal experience of that. The slogan the CCP has used for this is we live, you die. <laughs> now look Treasury man, Secretary shut Janet it. Yellen just shut it. I can't, I can't confirm nor deny. <laughs> that's what, that's what the Ching Chongs are saying in their scroll that is their written language i don't know <laughs> maybe maybe do i think china the, is an innocent party and in all this what we're dealing with no i don't um but what what should be happening is these bureaucracies these permanent governments should be just being reined in they're getting they're all getting a little too big for their britches and uh, needs a uh, damn fine uh, backhand to bring them into alignment <laughs> hey matt with uh 25 buckaroonies thank you very much thank you thank you thank you sir and uh what do we have what should we have well as it's the geopolitics section and we're wrapping up for uh, ramping up i should say this well boys i reckon this is it Nuclear combat toe-to-toe with the Ruskies. Uh, what a great movie that is. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna spend my afternoon watching that <laughs> again. It's so good. Right, um, let's, let's break it's out of this. Got it. Um, I look in the uh, Dasi for Yashua, Shalom to you and your house. Um, I'm not sure what to say to that. All right, so this, uh, look, there's, am I, am I bringing anything new? to the table that we didn't know already no, we've, we're, we've been on top of this like white on rice and uh this this was an interesting um oh well this is an old right um we'll forget it i thought it was uh more up to date a couple of weeks old um pandemic leaders were biodefense uh 
puppets and profiteers. Yes, we know, we know. Um, so I can skip that, not rather than delve into it. Um, this was interesting. And so this, oh, there was a reason I put this in here. Now, trying to, I should make written notes for my streams. But uh, this, this uh, American Accountability Foundation at exposing Biden, I mean... <laughs> It hardly sounds the most uh, politically neutral group, but um, what they point out is that um, our tools that are emerging, and emerging very, very rapidly uh, with uh, AI and ChatGPT, uh, etc. But your algorithms and your... Um, and the properties that they can display, and some properties can be emergent, right, and unpredictable from this type of computing. And so it's very, very important that your uh, base levels avoid skewing a direction in either, di in, in either yeah, direction is to use the word twice in a sentence, two sentences following each other. But um, they have found that uh, a partnership between the world's biggest tech companies to together rig AI to be woke. Now, the thing is, I don't, I don't find this a... Um, a shocking revelation, right? The... We know about Silicon Valley and the types that frequent there. Yeah, you know, specky geeks and who who think who think they know best. And you know, the woke ideology just sounds immediately comforting, right? That we we would we want <laughs> for the common good, peons and. The well, the partnership explicitly cites Karl Marx and critical race theory in their plans. Now, look, it's it doesn't take a genius to know where uh, algorithm will go with respect to unpredictable emergent properties. Should you be waiting the philosophical discussion in that particular direction? You'll get into domains of wrong think and you know you're a you got information disorder or dementia and so the um so it's a concern right that we should we should be aware of as our system the systems that we have the progress quote unquote progress that they make um it is inevitable, Mr. Anderson. And, you know, I always make the, uh, the analogy to um, if you told someone from not that long ago, right, in, in my grandfather's generation, that um, you would walk around with a piece of plastic, material that hadn't been discovered yet, uh, with a high-resolution, full-color picture of yourself and detailed font 
with uh, the highest uh, resolution and everyone would walk around with some form of that uh, in a hundred years time. Now, with seeing the emergence of a new system, obviously, everyone's concerned about central bank digital currencies. And of course, um, the punishment that comes for n not having orthodox opinions. Um, it's happened to me and many others who have been on the receiving end of being debanked for uh, things that you've said, things that you find funny, things that the state has no business um, interfering with all the time that you're not engaged you know you're not actively shoving brass into clips right and uh locking and loading and going out and doing a what was that what was the dude who um whacked that mosque in new zealand whether that was will i don't know uh trent something but um until then uh it should be softly softly hands off please mr bureaucrat and what what we're looking at here as we automate these systems and these systems will hyperlink and um, make it such that anyone who on the left or the right um, who step out of line will be um, forcefully nudged back in and you try living in today's world without bank accounts and access to the internet it would be very very difficult uh ayahuasca man good to see you good to see you bro um do we do i want to um uh, many have noticed that ai today has a dink distinct woke leftist bias yes this is true systems like chat gpt and bard have taken clear positions on political and social issues yes i've seen this this is very concerning the danger of training ai to be woke in other world in other words lie is deadly now i'm i'm inclined to agree now the thing is i'm struggling to remember why i thought this was important enough to make dream about but um eh. it's, it's slipped my mind right now so bear with me but um i don't know i i recommend giving this account a follow if you're on twitter um it was an interesting read and um anything anything and everything that um does something to hold these corporations these woke corporations um to account is a good thing all right all right let's move on let's get into uh the sickness the uh the disease and pestilence that was poured out upon the land by uh Allah in his mercy um the now what are what are we looking for post uh, post covid right um post covid it's always going to be here now but did they make an airborne aids did they do something that's upset the immune posture of the population and did have they um caused permanent harm because of the research programs that they were engaged in so you know we want to be looking for signals in the in the noise 
that would perhaps indicate that. And so um, I want to thank John Britton for uh, this tweet. But norovirus outbreaks on cruise ships skyrocket to highest levels in a decade. Now, norovirus is bloody unpleasant. In most cases, it passes pretty quick. Um, but, you know, this this type of thing that we should be looking at, you know, we're seeing uh, the chimpanzee Carisa virus, RSV, uh, doing the rounds everywhere, and flus, uh, literal fungal infections, etc. Everything seems to be populating the uh, the uh, morbidity statistics that you know the measures of illness that we have at sort of state and nation level and so you know help uh, rates at a 10-year high and norovirus is something that ships are incredibly conscious of and so i presume that their cleaning standards haven't changed but something's changed and cruise ships were the ones who one of the industries that was pretty adamant about uh, passengers being gene transfected, shall we say. So, again, uh, another little data point indicating that um, immune, immune dysregulation has occurred. Let's uh, move on because I had a couple of stories like this. Um, I covered the plasmid story uh, with... Uh, with Charles, um, uh, all my tabs have got messed up. But now, now I know why I wanted to, why I had this story and this story. So, RFK Jr., love him or hate him, keeps saying the right things. CIA was involved in funding Wuhan COVID leak lab, Origins Lab. Now, um, why, why, what's, what's the relationship between woke AI and the powers that be suddenly talking about CIA three-letter agencies involved in this type of work where we've seen them engage in the type of censorship that um, we've been subject to over the last three years. And I think we could have avoided much of the carnage, um, a suitable defensive posture at the beginning, um, light touch like Japan or Sweden. That's obviously the best way to go. Uh, focus on keeping people healthy. Um, and the well the fact that this is coming out now again we knew this uh, maybe a lot of other people didn't but we're um these free letter agencies are going to be using this type of new ai tools to make sure that if if we're not completely censored your reach is limited so they're just gonna cordon you off in your little part of the internet 
and essentially it will become uh, nothing but a raucous, raucous echo chamber as we've seen um, the personalities. And look, I'm, I'm a prickly character on the internet, uh, have been going back and forth while uh, the same people uh, are getting away with the same crimes again and again and again. So that's that's why I had uh, the woke AI. We did the norovirus and the plasmids. Now, um, yeah. Um, so again, uh, Edward Dowd is in the news this week, and the uh, numbers receiving disability continue. To rise, it shows no sign of stopping or slowing down. And this is well, what were our first principle axioms, or, or what are what are our first principle axioms? You know, the lab origin was the big, the big argument when this started, etc. And they did anything and everything to cover that up but as we've peeled back uh, the layers as it were um, with the data points to what we euphemistically called uh, an incapacitation agent incapacitation agent that has been released onto the world at large and is causing serious serious problems and that for me again is the exact type of fingerprint that I would that I'm looking for to indicate that there is more going on than viruses or vaccines etc and it's all part of a very very complex system that's been deployed against you and um, this along with the uh, fall in daily step count. It's not a. It's not a good sign, and we better hope that these trends start heading downwards. And we still have this. Did this. So we're seeing young people get taken apart. Um, family torn apart after second girl suddenly dies after catching flu. Now, you know, youngsters, it would appear that youngsters are somewhat more susceptible to flu than they are COVID. But um, is this an indicator of where they've put our um, immune readiness, our, our steady state, as it were? And you know, um, every child lost is a um, a tragedy, and we should be we should be doing our damnedest to make sure that those those of us who have been blessed enough to reach adulthood are doing everything we can to shield uh, the innocents uh, brought into this world and not not being predated on or becoming a statistic. Uh, that, that, <laughs> ghoulish statistic that we pour over on Twitter. Um, now, 
one of the things that you would be looking to do if if you're looking at incapacitation agents biowarfare deployment etc um who's your primary target ah you don't care about old people that they're, they're i just want to sit with a cup of tea and uh rich tea and uh you know a bit of gossip and watch the news they aren't a problem but what's a problem is the young adults the fighting fighting age cohort of the population and you know, again we've got one of these charts which i think helps visualize very very clearly um presuming presuming that they've pulled out the data correctly um that there is sustained increase all-cause mortality um particularly in the young and here is the latest uh table of percentages now you can you know when you've got sort of multicolor um data multi-dimensional as it were you know just blur your eyes and you can see that there is massive increases in all-cause mortality in the young so we can split it up first two columns zero to 24 females to males 25 to 49 females males 50 to 64 females males ah 65 you're done all right you've got five years till your free score and 10 are up and uh you know you can drink yourself into oblivion as uh, you pass your days on your uh on your pension on your retirement i mean but this is these figures are um insane 16 and a half percent increase in all-cause mortality in females and males in may of this year a 30 percent increase in this 25 to 49 bracket in the 0 to 24 bracket there's a 30 percent increase of death now you know it's british statistics and maybe maybe that uh that cohort is filled up by people that have gone to ukraine to earn two thousand bucks a day maybe maybe uh but something something still isn't right why are we seeing such sustained excess all-cause mortality running out long long past when a pandemic would have been considered over and these are there's no other way of putting it just it's concerning and um we have to we have to drill down into what what the causes would be and my i would posit that seeding the environment with amyloids like we've done uh, gene transfecting past immune barriers with these peptides and toxic lipid nanoparticles have not been helpful. Uh, see, so many angles from vaccines to our food. Yes, yeah, but you know what? The only two factors that have really changed prior to where, you know, we had a steady sort of increases gradually 
Excuse me. Um, the gene transfection shots, obviously. Uh, weaponized chimeras uh, dropping amyloid bombs and being able to be aerosolized is another. Um, I don't think that they've suddenly started drenching all the produce in the supermarket in whatever, Roundup. What's the, uh, the name that people call the chemical? Glyphosate, right? That's it. Um, again, I'm just showing you. Um, if this is real, these numbers are bizarre, to say the least. All right, so moving, moving swiftly on. Now, an email. Shout out to Nick for retweeting this. But I had seen it earlier. But this one uh, is a new unredacted email, which um, is we watched. We watched the Proximal Origin crew, Robert F. Gary and Christian J. Anderson perjure themselves in front of Congress saying that Collins, sorry, Fauci and Collins were just merely uh, flies on the wall as the world's experts got to grip with the fawny problem of a evolutionary, evolutionarily strange pathogen. They were just, they were just sitting idly by and um, had faith in the scientific process that when Pradnan et al. was published and they they pointed to HIV-like epitopes, um, they were there to make sure everyone stayed on point, etc. Nothing to do with um, proximal origins, etc., etc. So I'm going to read this because you know, it's from Fauci to um, see Garrett. Harrison, Cadillac, Francis Collins, Lawrence. And there's no... I thought we would see um, Jeremy Farrar. But he's mentioned in the email. Folks, the call with Jeremy Farrar, Welcome Trust, went very well. Francis Collins joined and there was several highly credible scientists, including and in addition to the two that I spoke with the last night on the call with their expertise in evolutionary biology. One point to make clear, and this was brought up on the task force call, most of the rumours that are going around relate to the paper by an Indian group saying that there are HIV gene sequences inserted into 2019 NCOV. All of the scientists on our call felt that this was not credible and they dismissed it as they, had, as they the two did last night. Yeah, terrible grammar. That is not what they were concerned about. They were concerned about the fact upon viewing the sequences of several isolates of the NCOV, there were mutations in the virus that would be most unusual to have evolved naturally in the bats, and there was a suspicion that this mutation was intentionally inserted. I'm going to go with intentionally inserted right now. I'm staking out that epistemological ground on the internet. 
the suspicion was, this is the highlighted part, the suspicion was heightened by the fact that scientists in Wuhan University are known to have been working on gain-of-function experiments to determine the molecular mechanisms associated with bat viruses adapting to human infection. And the outbreak, he spelled originate, oh no he hasn't, that's just the writing of it, originated in Wuhan. Upon considerable discussion, some of the scientists felt more strongly about this possibility, but two others felt differently. They felt that it was entirely conceivable that this could have evolved naturally, even though these mutations have never been seen in a bat virus before, require all types of mental gymnastics with respect to recombination between species that would never ever come into contact with each other, and there are elements baked into the genome uh, the full genome that I look, I think, look highly suspicious. Uh, the reasons for each side of the argument are too tom complicated to bother you with. Bottom line is, is that they all agreed with my strong suggestion to gather an even larger group under the auspices of an internationally credible. Ah, do me a favor, Governor. Uh, organization such as the WHO. Um, after the oh, sorry, after the same discussion, they all felt that the WHO would be the most appropriate convener of such a group, and the scientific experts be broadly representative of the global scientific community. I would say they failed <laughs> miserably at that. Ara and Collins will contract, oh, sorry, contact Tedros and ask him to do this. They hope to initiate this in the next day or so. They pass no judgment at all at this point and feel the group's mandate should be what are evolutionary origins of 29 NCOV, important for future risk assessment and understanding of animal-human coronaviruses. Give us more money, plebs. We need more of your tax dollars to, to fluff up those dual-use grants that are being handed out to those working in virology. Um, you know, again, is this new? No, no. Um, it's just more confirmation. It's another nail in their coffin. And look, man, we have to, we have to make sure that these people um, feel some pain some form in a minecraft way all right um now going to the science aspect now this is a relatively new paper um i want to look at i've got a bunch that I'm going to get through and I'm doing my best. I'll probably spend a little less time talking about geopolitics, maybe. But, um, yeah, there's been a review about um, brain inflammation. Perhaps I'll go through it. Um, one about long COVID and how it is in nature and how vaccines did little to nothing to prevent long COVID, especially the neurological symptoms. Now, it's this paper I wanted to get to. Um, 
I have some degree of some plenty years worth of dealing with Korea. Um, it's how I dipped my toe into uh, the neuroscience of monkey brains um, was first inducing abnormal involuntary movement, movements that the medical community will describe as chorea or choreathetosis. And often it's a sort of writhing, um, constant movement of a limb or sort of hemi, hemibilismus. Now, um, I'm sure we can find... what that means. Now I have this publication. Um, Could I have him stand up? Will he stay on the camera? Can you stand up for me and just <clears throat> just let your arms hang by your side and just <clears throat> try to stand perfectly still and, and not move anything at all. in relentless motion. Okay, can you hold your arms out like this for me? Just keep them right there like that. Kind of spread your fingers apart a little bit. They're very tremulous, and you can see in the other um got this it's not a tremor um it's an it's an aim an abnormal involuntary movement um let's see if we can find other more more can impressive This yet. One minute 30 video. Uh, Huntington career as a presentation of neurodegeneration with brain iron accumulation. Mm. Um, I've spoken repeatedly about uh, iron dysregulation and its sequestering into the deep uh, high metabolic neurons in the, in the brain. Um, I wonder if we're going to see some career here though. Yeah, it's evident most in his thumb. It's not the best uh, example. I'm used to seeing far more explosive <laughs> examples in the lab. These are these are tame. Yeah, you'll fuck sunshine. You ain't got much longer left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I want to, I'm sure I could dig out, it means just hunting through my files and finding a good monkey example. Um, all right, all right, all right. So let's, uh, let's move on to the actual paper that I wanted to get to. So career following SARS-CoV-2 infection and vaccination, a systemic review of reported cases. Now, remember, uh, there's likely to be a very, very large gap between those that develop adverse events and their recording in their systems. Some, some will probably just go on and struggle along with, um, without making the connection. So uh, what are the highlights? Uh, Korea occurs in previously vaccinated or unvaccinated individuals with COVID-19. Underlying processes include autoimmune response of direct infection-related injury, infection-related complications, acute disseminated encephalomyelitis, ADM, uh, CVST is cerebral venous, Minus thrombosis, uh, hyperglycemia may cause chorea. Patients with a history of sydenham chorea may present a relapse. An autoimmune reaction or other vaccine-induced events may cause chorea. We'll look at the abstract. Chorea following SARS-CoV-2 infection and vaccination has been increasingly recognized. We aim to synthesize clinical and paraclinical characteristics, treatment responses, and outcomes of this neurologic complications. We systematically reviewed LitCOVID, the WHO database on COVID-19 and MedArchive up to March 2023, following a published protocol. Um, it seems you've limited yourself. Don't, don't they just use PubMed as well? Seems odd. Victim themselves do. That's essentially preprints. Uh, all right, so we included 14 career cases in patients with SARS-CoV-2 infection and eight following COVID-19 vaccination. Acute or subacute career preceded COVID-19 symptoms within one to three days or developed up to three months after infection. Um, and again, such a wide-ranging window in which symptoms emerge make it very, very difficult. It's... Um, for doubting Thomases, uh, it, this gives them the window in which to force through legislation that perhaps we don't understand the long-term consequences of. Um, so, 15 cases in, in the literature. Not a huge amount, but again, how many have onto the hospital, how many didn't make it to the hospital, etc. Frequently, it was generalized with associated neurological manifestations, encephalopathy, other movement disorders. After vaccination, Korea had a sudden onset, 87.5 within two weeks. 75%, 87.5% of cases presented hemichorea with hemibilismus, basically just means one side being affected, uh, or other movement disorders. 12.5% presented additional neurologic findings. CSF was normal in 50% of infected individuals, but abnormal in all vaccinated cases. Brain MRI detected normal basal ganglia 
in 51.7 of infection cases and 87.5 following vaccination. Interesting. Now, does, does that figure mean that basal ganglia is not involved? No, it doesn't. Again, you would need a full, or you'd need an autopsy to really determine what's going on. Uh, so I'll miss the summing up. So, Korea consists of brief, abrupt, irregular, purposeless, arrhythmic, non-stereotyped, involuntary movements flowing from one body part to another. It interferes with speech, swallowing, posture, and gait, disappearing in sleep. Acquired Korea is associated with various etiologies, including infectious agents, endocrine, metabolic, immunological, paraneoplastic, autoimmune, vascular, toxic drug-induced, or idiopathic. Of the one-third of patients with COVID-19 infection develop neurological complications with a prevalence of movement disorders of 1%, most frequently myoclonus and ataxia, followed by chorea, tremor, and dystonia. Nonetheless, due to the novelty of SARS-CoV-2, the management of patient relies, patients sorry, relies on knowledge from other infections. Present systematic review aims to provide a thorough insight into existing literature. Um, their methods is one sentence long. Okay. Um, the Prisma flow diagram is presented in Appendix 2. I'm not going and digging out your appendix. We identified 16 articles reporting 22 cases, 14 patients with infection, and 8 with a recent vaccination history. Patients with SARS-CoV-2 infection were between 8 and 78 years, with the majority within the 61 to 70 age range. The COVID-19 group, the number of males equaled the number of females, but in the vaccination group, there was a male predominance. Oh, imagine that. Like you'd want to take out fighting age males so they can't hold a gun and look down the site because they're all wobbly. <laughs> uh, among patients with SARS-CoV-2 infection in Korea, 21.4% had previous COVID-19 vaccination and 21.5% were unvaccinated. Vaccination status is not reported in 57.1%. Well, you know, you make the presumption that at least if you just took a baseline of, say, 80% of that top figure. And so you would, um, ah, Kev's memory is failing by the day. Um, We're talking about the percentages. Well, um, yes, uh, the point I was going to get to was um, every every avenue carries with it risk. In their data, it's double the risk with um, those who are gene transfected. <coughs> Among patients with SARS-CoV-2 infection in Korea, 21.4% had previous COVID-19 vaccine vaccination. 21.5% were unvaccinated. 
I, I did that. Among patients with Korea following COVID-19 vaccination, 25% received a second dose, Pfizer-BioNTech, 12.5% the second Moderna booster, 37.5% first case of Chadox-1 NCOV-19, and 25 had their first dose. Um, or whatever, Sinopharm, the inactivated. An unremarkable medical and drug history was reported for 42.9% of patients with COVID-19, but all patients in the vaccination group had comorbidities. Infection was confirmed by RT-PCR, serology, or a COVID antigen test. One patient did not have infection confirmation, but his family members tested positive. Information on clear data on COVID-19 uh, illness, 55.6 uh, had pneumonia, and 22.2 were asymptomatic. Treatments included uh, tocilizumab, which I'm presuming is a antibody treatment. And what mechanism? Ah, if it's being gay, it won't copy for me. I don't know why. Oh, one more. is the mission of action. Uh, tocilizumab binds soluble and membrane-bound interleukin-6 receptors, preventing interleukin-6 mediated inflammation. Interesting that interleukin-6 would be involved. Okay. That's something new every day, right? Uh, let's see. Treatments also included remdesivir, uh, umifenivir, azithromycin, or corticosteroids. One patient received no medication. Data on infection treatments is missing in 57%. As presented in Table 1, the time between career onset and infection was not specified in 21.4% of individuals. Korea was concomitant with COVID-19 in 50% of cases. 21.4% developed Korea within 15 to 30 days of COVID-19 symptoms. Uh, and 7.1 within three months, the onset of the movement disorder was acute with sudden Korea in 57.1 and progressive with gradual worsening in 21.4%. Um, now... 
duration since COVID-19 infection vaccination days. Um, so in the infected group, it was very rapid onset. And it's more even over the observation period uh, with the virus. So, so in the vaccination group, 75% of patients developed the movement disorder within two weeks after vaccination. 12.5% presented with career after 16 days and 12.5% after 40 days. The onset was acute in 87.5% of patients and progressive in 12.5%. In the infection group, 85.7% presented with generalized career, 14% had unilateral career. Among patients developing career after COVID-19 vaccination, 87.5% had unilateral symptoms. Korea was accompanied by hemibilismus in 7% of SARS-CoV-2 infections. Also in two young patients, 14%, it was unclear if they had additional neurological signs. Other neurological signs include aphasia, hemiparesis, abnormal signs, uh, abnormal behavior with confusion or delirium, seizures and spastic gait. Hey, you don't hear the word spastic very often. Well, that's what we all used to call each other when we were little. Before uh, political correctness kicked in, uh, you were right spastic. Uh, let's see. Table 2 illustrates ancillary investigation results. In the infection group, the blood test revealed the presence of inflammatory markers of 35%. Uh, with lymph lymphopenia in 21.4%, one case 7% with CVST had elevated D-dimer levels, another had ketonuria. Mild dyselectrolytemia was de with decreased sodium and potassium was reported in one patient. Again, this is indicative of the fact that you've got a small data set and um, you've got a multi- multi-function tool that's able to approach it and try to overcome it. Uh, let's see. Antibodies to voltage-gated uh, potassium channels were positive in two, one of them also having positive antibodies to glutamic acid decarboxylase. Well, that must suck. Ooh. All the blood tests were normal in one patient. In the vaccination group, 25% had inflammatory markers. One patient with vaccine-induced prothrombic immune thrombocytopenia and ischemic stroke also had increased D-dimer levels. The renal function was impaired in one case. The patient also presented hypoalbuminemia and hypogammaglobulinemia. In one case, 12.5%, the authors reported the presence of serum voltage-gated potassium channels and glutamic acid. The blood work was normal in 50% of patients. Yes, big boy. Oh, you want daddy to remove that app? Hmm. Well, daddy's working right now. Finish up in a few minutes and find daddy again. I can't do it. 
Five, ten more. Go on the camera. Boot people. All right. Where was I? Where was I? Yeah, so we were just going through blood markers, etc. And, you know, again, there's not a consistent clinical picture being pulled out. And this is often the difficulty with neurological disorders and why they get shoved. Uh, why they get shoved into the bin of functional neurological disorders. Um, I'm, I've seen enough to know that once... Uh, it, it takes... You just have to hit those networks in the right way and all these symptoms start dropping out. And the chance of you being able to see that on a MRI would be impossible. Um is it well after midnight in Gifu now? No, it's 20 to 1 in the afternoon, but um, I'm feeling the pace. We were up late last night. So CSF samples were obtained in six patients with infection and six with career after vaccination. The presence of lymphocytes was reported for 33% of patients COVID-19, meaning that there's been a breach of the blood-brain barrier. Uh, none of the patients with previous vaccination had increased white blood cell count in the CSF. On the other hand, 33.3% of patients in the infection group had proteinorachia, but 83% of, it's a new one for me, proteinorachia. Just learn uh, what that word means, if it pastes for me. Oh, it just means CSF by But 83% of individuals in the vaccination group had increased levels of protein albumin. One vaccinated patient had a normal protein level three weeks after career onset. Oligoclonal balans were present in 16.7% of vaccinated patients and myelin basic protein was reported in 16.7% of infected individuals. Uh, I wonder why they... Well, it's, it's a review, right? So it would be interesting data to look at where they pulled that from. CSF findings were normal in 50% of patients with SARS-CoV-2 infection, but none in the vaccination group. An EEG was performed in three patients with COVID-19 with frontal intermittent rhythmic delta activity in one case and unremarkable findings in two patients. In the vaccination group, an EEG was performed in two cases with normal findings. Neuroimaging was done in all cases. In patients with infection, MRI revealed unilateral basal ganglia lesions. Ah. <laughs> I hate to say I told you so, Lickspittles, but uh, <laughs> I did warn you about those basal ganglia lesions. Um, I was impulse control disorders. Now, of course, I could, um, if I was full of vim and energy and uh, the, the donos were rolling in, I would uh, explain to you why you have different manifestations of symptomology dependent upon the networks that are perturbed 
in the corticobasal ganglia networks. Now, in this case, um, it's obviously hitting the sensory motor territories, but what you have to understand is that the these are areas which of the basal ganglia which um, are controlling movement are also controlling or su or suppressing and selecting emotions and thoughts so that you're in the normal sense optimally adaptive for your environment it's quite feasible that someone could have the type of lesion that they're talking about here in limbic territories now um this is in impatience with infection. Um, one case presented multiple focal enhancing lesions affecting cortical and subcortical regions and the cerebellum, suggesting an autoimmune mediated process such as ADEM. In addition, one patient had bilateral capsuloganglionic and phalamic infarcts with thrombosis of the lateral veins, left lateral sinus, straight sinus, and vein of Galen. Um, vein of Galen. A vein of Galen malformation is an arteriovenous lesion, which means it's in that category of conditions where there's an abnormal direct communication between arteries with high-pressure blood right into a vein. The vein that is accepting that high-pressure blood is a vein that normally disappears during the course of fetal development, and that vein would have become the vein of Galen, which is a normal deep vein in the brain. But in kids who have a vein of Galen malformation, that fetal vein persists, it stays on. It's often discovered while the mom is still pregnant during the third trimester on an ultrasound. Or it can be discovered very soon after birth with symptoms that can occur right after birth. Or it can be discovered in the first few weeks and months of life with another set of symptoms that can occur there. Sometimes children don't, who have this condition are not discovered even later than that. And within the first few months of life, the parents may notice that the veins of the face or the scalp are very prominent, and they may alert the pediatrician. Sometimes the pediatrician may notice that the head circumference of the child is growing. All of these things are related to that high venous pressure. Vein of Galen malformations can cause different kinds of problems. One problem is that because you have very high pressure blood in the veins of the brain, the rest of the brain is trying to drain its blood normally back to the heart, but now it's trying to compete with this high-pressure arterial blood. And the result of that is elevated pressure throughout the veins of the brain. And if that is allowed to persist, that can result in major problems in brain development globally. And in some cases, you can actually start to get loss of the brain tissue and very intense neurodevelopmental problems. So we do like to intervene fairly early on in treating them. 
in another set of children, uh, they present soon after birth with heart trouble. And the reason for that is that the vein of Galen malformation is such a high flow, short circuit of the blood from the heart, going from the heart up to the malformation and right back to the heart and not really supplying anything else on the way. It becomes a race with the heart pounding harder and harder and faster and faster in the attempt to get enough blood to the rest of the brain. When the malformation has enough blood flow within it, in some newborns, they can present with heart failure within a day or two of life. And so we prepare for that when we diagnose a vein of Galen malformation during pregnancy. We make sure that the delivery is in a high-tech center that is able to care for children in a neonatal intensive care unit and watch for the symptoms of heart failure. When we see that, when there is that kind of cardiac trouble early in life, we actually have to do an intervention within a day or two of life and do an embolization to try to close down as much of the flow into the vein of Galen malformation as we can, really to control the heart failure. So we're not so much trying to treat the brain in that intervention as treat the heart failure. We sometimes need to bring the patients back a few times within the first few days of life to really complete the shutdown of the flow as much as possible to get the heart into a good place and enable the patient to get out of the ICU and develop normally for the first few months of life. We may then bring the patient back once they're five or six months old and can undergo a more complete procedure to really try to shut down the malformation entirely. This is a disease that really used to be a terrible diagnosis until embolization techniques were developed to treat vein of Galen malformation. In every case, we really look at where the child is developmentally and what a safe time to intervene is and try to prevent all of these uh, later manifestations from happening. Um, interesting. Uh, that was um, a new pathology for me. Um, there you go. Again, learn something new every day, folks. How about that? All right. So... Uh, so infarcts, left lateral sinus, straight sinus, and vein of Galen. Okay, the coexistence of small vessel disease was reported in 14.3% of cases. The MRI was unremarkable in 57%. MRI disclosed no lesion or abnormal signal in the basal ganglia in 87.5% of patients that developed chorea after vaccination. A patient... 12.5% had an acute thalamic lacuna infarction. The young patient had multiple white matter lesions, one enhancing it with gadolinium, and another had a few non-specific white matter lesions. Two patients presented with cerebral small vessel disease, FDG-PET was performed in two cases. One presented with increased metabolism of the right putamen, and one was normal. Brain single photo... sorry brain single photon emission computed tomography performed in one patient disclosed a perfusion pattern asymmetrically increased in the left thalamus. The neurologic directed treatment included symptomatic drugs for chorea, e.g. tetrabenazine, haloperidol and other antipsychotics, antiepileptics, amantadine, dopamine receptor agonists and pathogenic immunomodulatory therapy, corticosteroids, immunoglobulins, plasmapheresis, rituximab, cyclophosphamide was presented to 84.85% of patients with COVID-19 and 100% with chorea following vaccination. Duration of follow-up was reported for 71% of cases with infection and all cases in the vaccination group 
outcomes presented in A7. So, um, oh, quite a short review then. Discussion. This systematic review synthesizes the evidence on Korea following COVID-19 infection or vaccination, highlighting the temporal association and comparing these two entities. With infection, Korea occurred in both vaccinated and unvaccinated individuals. Medical history was unremarkable in about half cases. Korea was reported after the second dose of mRNA and the first dose of inactivated virus vaccines. These patients were older with several comorbidities. However, we cannot conclude that age is a risk factor for Korea following vaccination, as this may be an artifact due to vaccination programs. Korea preceded infection symptoms within one to three days, was concomitant with COVID-19, or developed 15 to 30 days after infection, mainly with acute or subacute onset. Often patients presented a generalized career accompanied by other neurological manifestations, usually signs of encephalopathy. Uh, now, encephalopathy. This is, that's the primary uh, diagnostic for Creutzfeldt. Uh, Yakov disease. Um, yeah, so I wonder that's that's patients with infections. Other associated movement disorders like hemibilismus. So hemibilismus is uh, it's damage to an area called the subthalamic nucleus, and the consequence of that is you can be standing next to someone with hemibilismus they can look normal but then they'll have a violent projection of a limb that's actually quite a interesting um hemibilismus versus career versus arthritis mm, nice One minute. Osis. Hemibilismus. I don't, I don't see anything really. See, if I, I, I was diagnosing her, I would say she was a career choreathetosis. Um, I'm not seeing the um, high-velocity ballistic movements that would... In this video, we'll discuss movements. Yes. Paget. In this video, we'll discuss Bolism. Hemibalism is an involuntary movement disorder affecting one half of the body. It usually results from cerebrovascular accidents involving subthalamic nucleus. It is characterized by sudden flailing, intense and violent movements. 
these moments are continuous um i think uh he was making that up that wasn't um yeah that was simulated that wasn't real <laughs> i can tell that uh, uh yeah uh, you get the idea all right let's uh let me see if uh, the doc's getting. He's uh... raining shekels on the doc for all his hard work. Uh, that one. You were all Janet Yellen's, a lot of you. All right. Uh, let's see. Other associated yeah, hemibolismus were rare, probably due to associated com comorbidities like ketoacidosis. After vaccine administration, chorea usually developed acutely within two weeks. Most cases presented unilateral chorea, frequently associated with hemibolismus or other movement disorders, dystonia, myoclonus, or Parkinsonism. Additional neurological findings were rare. In COVID-19, ancillary investigations detected inflammatory markers and lymphopenia, elevated D-dimer levels, or impaired glucose metabolism indicated the presence of complications that cause chorea, like cerebral vinous sinus thrombosis, CVST, or ketoacidosis. After vaccination, inflammatory markers or increased D-dimer levels revealed complications like vaccine-induced prothrombotic immune thrombocytopenia. Voltage-gated potassium channels and glutamic acid decarboxylase antibodies were reported in both groups. However, their significance is unclear as chorea is a rare manifestation of these antineuronal antibody syndromes, particularly in isolation. The CSF was normal in half of the individuals with infection, but abnormal in all vaccination group cases. Didn't I say that the other way around in the paper? Well, my, my memory is in pieces today. The lymphocyte count increased in some patients with acute infection but was normal after vaccination. Yeah, kind of makes sense. Uh, protein arachia was more frequent following vaccination. Some markers indicating an intrathecal immune-mediated process were reported in both COVID-19, myelin-basic protein, and after vaccines, oligoclonal balance. The EEG seldomly performed displayed frontal intermittent rhythmic delta activity in one COVID-19 case. However, these findings were reported in several pathologies, including metabolic and hypoxic encephalopathy, neurodegenerative disease, system infection, and encephalitis. SARS-CoV-2 infection, neuroimaging aids in detecting underlying causes of chorea, like ADEM, CVST, or basal ganglia lesions due to hyperglycemia, but more than half of patients presented with normal brain MRI. Now, you just get dumped in the functional neuro neurological disorders bucket. Not much they'll do for you. They'll throw prescriptions at you and hope something works. Um, most cases following vaccination had normal basal ganglia on MRI. However, the MRI may disclose a thrombotic complication like a lacuna basal ganglia stroke. White matter lesions, including gadolinium enhancement, were described in two cousin patients. Further investigations like FDG PET or SPECT can bring additional data on possible basal ganglia lesions in patients with unremarkable MRI scans. More than half of patients received immunomodulatory treatment, 
some authors proposed that if an autoimmune mechanism is suspected, start with steroids and administer IVIG only in case of non-responsive or contraindications. However, randomized placebo-controlled trials are needed to evaluate the effect of corticosteroids and other medications to provide clear conclusions on how much treatment influence recovery time or outcomes. I mean, my my default in the with the monkeys was if so sometimes head fixation um, you could you could induce a bunch of involuntary movements primarily you would get um blepharospasm right where the in that you sort of you pull the face muscles back and the other was one called bruxism where the teeth start grinding and my go-to for that was um, prednisone. So I give an IM shot of prednisone and usually a um, benzodiazepine of some form. And that usually got it under control. Um, if you left it, it could get to a point where you can work with the monkey anymore. Um, but uh, yes, um, should you find yourself in that position, that would be, I know that works, especially if you catch it early enough and if you could get it IV even better. I mean, one of the, one of the ways we had with the monkey, funnily enough was, um, say we would get a lot of seizure and you couldn't you couldn't get an IV line rectally um we would inject the drugs and that's actually that's pretty quick um it beats i would say it beats out intramuscular by a couple of minutes and minutes count in in those conditions After vaccination, the career pathogenesis is unclear. Most authors hypothesize an autoimmune reaction, but other methods, sorry, other mechanisms like vaccine-induced hyperglycemia or stroke cannot be excluded as some patients presented to the hospital several days after the onset of symptoms. So I wouldn't... Um, something so immediate after exposure i wouldn't look at it wouldn't cross my mind the protein misfolding approaches um it would it would be inflammation or some some autoimmune or again um potentially physical pressure you bump the head or something you're grabbing the monkey's head and he's got uh, ounces and ounces of hardware bolted onto him and, and craniotomies. All right, so um, they're, they're, basically they're saying they don't really have a good idea why this is happening with vaccinees. And I've seen, I've seen enough 
videos of people who have choreatidosis, myoclonus, after vaccination that appears to be rapid onset, muscle weakness, etc. And um, I think I think that's a case of not getting to them quick enough with the the interventions. And once it starts, um, it can be very, very difficult to tamp down. Korea following SARS-CoV-2 infection and COVID-19 vaccination are rare. However, the incidence of post-infectious movements disorders is generally challenging to ascertain, as I was just saying. Among secondary movement disorders, infectious causes have been reported in 20.4% of cases, with Korea accounting for approximately 3% of infection-related movement disorders. The incidence depends on the agent involved, but substantial underdiagnosis and underreporting might exist. Yep. Yep, yep, for sure. Therefore, a high suspicion index is needed as it can precede the infection symptoms and may present in otherwise asymptomatic patients. Also, Korea may indicate potentially severe vaccination complications like thromboembolism. An international registry would aid in thoroughly examining the movement disorders following COVID-19 infection and vaccination, providing an opportunity to collect and report cases in a standardised manner across all ranges of severity in all patient settings. The lack of standardised reporting of individual cases and the quality and extent of information in included reports limit our findings this concerns both movement disorders and SARS-CoV-2 uh, infections. Also, truncated follow-up information impedes firm conclusions and outcomes on prognosis. Now, um, a relatively short paper, um, nice little review, and um, not every, every case of Korea example, will get written up into a manuscript, right? So uh, for every 10,000 people that get afflicted by it, one doctor or clinic will write up the results. So it's, it's good to see it emerging in the literature. Um, again, I, I would put these down to acute effects, not chronic that you can develop these chronic conditions or these chronic or these movement disorders after chronic conditions as well but so close to either an infective or physical um assault like a gene transfection um inflammation seizure that's what's got to be sort of crossing your mind um infarct a clot, some something like that. So it's nice. It's nice for me personally because this is my uh, wheelhouse, as it were, to see to see this um, paper emerge. So thankfully, it was a brief communication, and so I am going to go and rest somewhat. It's siesta time for the doc gonna go and get my head down and uh grumble grumble about what a bunch of janet yellens you all are oh 
uh, with uh, five bucks. Thank you very much. You can have a, uh, what can you have? I'll do a, what's his face? That is me. Uh, I am a digital artist. It's all published in Alright, so. I wonder if Vein of Galen bypasses blood brain barrier. Um, we didn't really get a good look at the neuroanatomy of. It, it's going to flow out of the blood brain barrier, but by the sounds of it, it seems a deep cerebral vein, maybe part of. Maybe it's more a condition. Maybe it. Yeah, I, it's, it's new. I wasn't familiar with the specific um, description and condition. It's not my area. Seems a pediatric issue, um, generally. Um, I could I could read up about it. Um, I'm not going to though. I'm going to go put my head down. Right, I'm out of here. Take care. God bless. I will see you in the next one. Bro, you don't know how angry I am. You do. I'm like, I was just leaving for fucking work. You do not understand how fucking pissed off. After reading that little line, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. Fuck these cappers! I will fucking kill each fucking kappa! I swear! <laughs> this is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually playing with. Fuck these kappas! No fucking vaccine or MRA or ever throws through my fucking blood blood! Never! No! I will fucking die! Fucking fighting for my fucking... Fuck these and my fucking forefathers and my fucking lineage! Fuck these motherfuckers! All them five? This guy. Send 10.45,000. Let up! 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 Let up!